0: Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. This morning as we continue through the Bible we're going to be looking at Numbers chapter 32. Now in Numbers 32 Israel is camped on the wilderness side of the Jordan River preparing to cross the Jordan River and conquer the promised land. Now I know you may be thinking well after Numbers there's Deuteronomy and they don't go into the promised land until Joshua. But the events of Deuteronomy and the events of Numbers uh, are occurring at the same time. They're They're giving us the same story from two different perspectives. But in Numbers Joshua has already been named the next leader of the nation. Moses has laid his hand on him in front of the congregation and transferred authority to him. And all that Israel's waiting to happen is for Moses to die. And so they know that's coming soon, and so they're getting ready to go into the promised land. But just before they cross into the promised land and just before Moses dies, Two tribes come to Moses with a proposition. The tribes of Reuben and Gad come to Moses. And these two tribes, they're, they're cattle herders. That's their occupation. That's how they make a living. And they have a proposition for Moses. Look what the Bible says, starting in verse number 5. Wherefore they said, If we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for possession, and bring us not over Jordan. See, what these two tribes are proposing to Moses is they don't go into the promised land. They have been in the wilderness for a while now, 40 years, and the land that they're uh, inhabiting now, the land that they're, they're living in now, is good for them. It's good for their cattle. It's good for their herds. They're successful there, and they don't want to go into the promised land because they don't know what's waiting for them there. They don't know what God has for them when they get into the promised land. Maybe the land that they're going to settle isn't good for them. Maybe it's not ideal for their livelihood or for their cattle. So they go to Moses and say, look, we like it over here. You know, we're fine over here. We don't want to go over there, so let us just stay over here. Now, on the other side of the Jordan is the promised land. It's the land that God told them they would be successful in. It's the land that God told them he would bless them in. It's the land that God said was flowing with milk and honey, but it's also the unknown. It's also uncertain for them. So they just want to stay where they know what's going on. They know the land. They know they'll be successful. They know they'll be happy. They know they'll be safe, and they don't want to go into the promise land. Now Moses, he thinks they're just trying to take the easy way out, the coward's way out, that they don't want to go and fight. Now, they don't want to go over there and do, deal with the battles in the promised land, but they make them a deal. They say, look, we'll go over and fight with you. We'll fight with the rest of the nation. Let our children, let our wives, let our cattle stay here. We'll go over. We'll fight the battles. We'll conquer the land. And when the land is conquered and settled, let us come back and we'll live here. Moses uh, agrees to this proposition, and he allows them to stay in this land and settle this land. But he tells Joshua, he goes, look, if... If when you get over to the promised land, if they don't come and fight, if they don't uh, keep up their end of the bargain, or maybe halfway through they give up and come back home, then they are to be enemies of the nation of Israel, and you're to wipe them out. And so it's a pretty serious deal that they've made with God and with Moses and the rest of the nation of Israel. But they go into the promised land with Joshua and the rest of Israel. They conquer the promised land. Their children and their wives and their cattle stay over in the wilderness of Gilead. Then when the, the battles are over and the land is settled, they return home. But it makes us wonder, why were they willing to give up the promises of God for the land in the wilderness? Why did they settle for less than God had promised them? And it's a question we need to understand because too often we do the same thing. We give up the better God has promised us for the safety of what we have now. And Why do we do that? Well, there's a couple reasons. The first reason is they knew what they had in the wilderness. They knew the landscape. They knew the inhabitants. They knew where the pasture was. They, they knew that they could successfully raise their families and make a living in the wilderness. And what they had in the promised land, yeah, God had promised it, and it was supposed to be a blessing. It's supposed to be flowing with milk and honey, but it was unknown. And they didn't trust God with the unknown. They knew what they had, And for them, the known was safer than the unknown promises of God. Another reason is they wanted the land now. They wanted to settle and build homes. Because remember right now, they've been wandering for 40 years. They're living in tents. They're kind of a nomad nation, and they wanted to settle now. So they wanted, before they went into the promised land and conquered it, and then they'd have to build homes and build cities and deal with all those things they wanted to build their homes now and settle their land now and have something now instead of waiting for something better later and too often we all do that we settle for the immediate and we sacrifice the better of god for later we want what we want now instead of what god has promised us sometime in the future And the third reason is simply they didn't have the faith that better existed. They didn't trust God and have faith in God that the better on the other side of the Jordan was actually better than what they had now. And they liked what they had now and didn't want to risk what they had now for what could be later. Let us not be a people like Reuben and like Gad that sacrifice the better God has for us in the future, for the immediate now. What God has is always better than what we can get for ourselves. Thanks for joining us for our Word of the Day. Hope everyone has a great weekend worshiping God and fellowshipping with your church family. Be right back here Monday as we continue our study through the Bible. Have a blessed day.